Captain, they told me. His ship's been towed up the Thames in like a million bits. Keesh, there's always a chance. It's been three months now and nothing. Nothing left of anyone on that ship. Rose felt so weird and sighed. She'd had a crush on Jay when she was fourteen and daft though it was, she'd never really been able to talk to him properly since. Now she never would. And it didn't seem real. She'd seen so much death in so many far-flung times and places, she was sort of hardened to it. Now, someone from her old life was never coming back, and Rose had no idea how to relate to it. The doctor was being no help at all, of course. He just stood there, staring out of the window. What did Jay do in the Navy? he asked abruptly. Keisha blinked. He did something in the ship's stores, spare parts and stuff. Naval Store Sub-Department. The doctor wore a proper boy's smile. Oh, that's a brilliant job. 42,000 spare parts on your average frigate. Think what you can make with that lot. And they call those stores assistants Jack Dusties, don't they? The smile became a crooked grin. Imagine if your name was Jack Dusty and you became a Jack Dusty. And then, if Jack Dusty the Jack Dusty went to the planet Jack Duster in the Dusty Jack Nebula and joined their navy, he could... Keisha was staring at him like he had two heads. Rose had turned her packet-in glare up to eleven, and he finally noticed. Chips, the doctor said suddenly. Chips would be good now. Who wants chips? Sounds great, said Rose quickly. The Chinese round the corner does them good and greasy. In foil trays, I suppose. The doctor looked suddenly crestfallen. You know, chips have never tasted the same since they stopped wrapping them in newspaper. Well, there's a newsagent next door. Buy a paper with a change on your way back. He perked up. Good thinking. Back in a minute. He slammed the front door behind him. They sat in silence for a while. The atmosphere lightened a little by the doctor's odd outburst. And then a ghost appeared in the corner of the room. It was Jay. A terrified, translucent phantom, soaked and shivering. Do you see him, Rose? Keisha whispered. Am I crazy or... No, I see him. Rose croaked. Help me, Keish. Jay's ghostly voice was muted and faint. Keisha swallowed. Jay? Jay? What is it, babes? Come to me, the phantom whispered. She shook her head. I... What do you mean? You've got to come to me. Before the feast. Feast? Rose got up unsteadily. Jay, if that's you... Jay turned to look straight at her. Little Rose Tyler, you got to come too. You've got to get to me before the feast. He was growing fainter. Jay! Keisha shook her head. Stay with me, babes. Don't go. Then, as Rose stared in horror... Jay's features began to run like a painting left out in the rain. Keisha screamed as water gushed out from his mouth. Then the image was gone. All that was left was a large pulling puddle on the carpet. Then that seemed to soak away, leaving nothing behind. The doctor burst into the room. Rose gasped and Keisha almost jumped a mile. Hot, salty chips, foil trays, no paper, I'm afraid. News agent shut, full of fainting customers. Maybe it's his prices, what do you reckon?
Doctor? Rose began shakily. Finally, he seemed to take in that something was wrong. You're right. She shook her head. I... We saw... That is... I think we just... Keisha was quite calm, her eyes shining as she stared into space. Jay came back. Rose nodded. He did. We saw him. This could be serious, said the doctor gravely. I only got enough chips for three. HMS Ascendant Mickey Smith stroked his chin, playing the great thinker. Type 23, 133 metres long and weighing almost 5,000 tonnes. Stealth design. They'd gone to Mickey's flat to do some research. Rose looked at him suspiciously. How come you know so much about it? I'm a boy. It's genetic. And cause it sounded a bit sus. Nice one, Mickey. The doctor slapped him on the back. Who says you're a total waste of space with no life? He riffled through some printouts. Hmm. Sank just over three months ago. All hands lost. The doctor waved a paper under Rose's nose. Hooray! Look! Stanchion House. Government-owned marine engineering plant on the bank of the Thames, near Southwark. Now we know where the ship's been taken. That's good. He picked up a newspaper. It says here that as many as 20 people have gone missing near that part of the Thames since the Ascendant turned up. I reckon it's time we had a look at what's left of this ship for ourselves. Well, where can that ship have got to? said Rose dryly, staring out over the Thames in the evening sunlight. Uniformed men stood stiffly on the deck of a squat, powerful tug. A huge, blocky shape was moored behind it, shrouded in tarpaulins. Both stood close to a white stone three-storey building. Stanchion House. How are we supposed to see what's left of the ship with that lot around? Mickey wondered. First, we've got to get across said Rose, and the nearest bridges have all been closed off to the public. Hasn't stopped her. The doctor pointed to a nearby suspension bridge. An old woman, smartly dressed in green, stood close to the side, staring out at the ship. Suddenly, she started to climb up over the safety rail. Mickey stared, appalled. What's she doing? What's it look like? Rose muttered, already hearing off towards the bridge a couple of paces behind the doctor. Oh, my God, she breathed. The old woman had very nearly hauled herself up onto the side of the bridge. She's going to do it. Chuck herself in. The doctor skidded to a stop. Excuse me, he called cheerily. Um, I'm looking for Piccadilly Circus. Am I lost? He needs me, said the woman without turning. Who, me? I certainly do. You're right there. The doctor crept towards her. I could be wandering around here all night if you don't come down and help me. He needs me to get to him, the old woman went on. Before the feast... Rose's blood ran cold. That's what Jay said. The doctor nodded. This person who needs you, love, was he on board the Ascendant? I must help him, the woman declared. I thought he was lost, but now he's back. Yeah, you've seen him, haven't you? The doctor asked casually. Tell us about it. Tell us your name. Anne. She shook her head, the gentle breeze ruffling her white hair. I can't help you. I'm not from round here. Where are you from? Edinburgh. I only came here because... A sad smile. I don't much want to talk. No one would believe me anyway. Look out! shouted Mickey, who'd made it to the top of the bridge. Anne looked up sharply, wavered for a second like she was about to overbalance. 
The doctor lunged for her, pulled her back. Rose tried to break the woman's fall by getting underneath her. All three went down in a heap. Mickey, have you gone nuts? Rose cried. Maybe, he was looking past them, but I reckon this lot are going to do their nuts. Rose turned to see a wall of khaki sprinting towards them. The soldiers clattered to a halt. This bridge is closed to the public, snapped a lean, hard-faced girl, leader of the troop. You've got no business to be here. We had to help this woman, said the doctor. You can see for yourself she's not right. You lot storming up here. We'll arrange medical care. You must clear this. The girl soldier frowned, put a hand to her head like she was in pain. Clear this area. She sank to her knees. Anne's hand flew to her mouth. Oh, my poor little boy. The soldiers started dropping to the ground, one by one. Mickey staggered backwards. God, I feel sick. Get out of here, the doctor ordered. Call an ambulance for this lot. He nodded, backed away. Chop, chop, the doctor added. Rose, get Anne out of here. Take her somewhere comfy she can rest. What about you? These soldiers were guarding Stanchion House. Now they're sleeping on the job. It'll be easier to get in, won't it? Especially with one of their pass cards. He straightened up and showed her what looked like a white credit card. Golden opportunity. Grab it while you can. The doctor soon reached the dark glass doors of the imposing stone building. He checked his reflection, made a vague swipe at straightening his tie, then pushed inside. He found himself in a posh foyer, all brightness and marble. The doctor slotted his stolen pass card into a turnstile, which beeped politely and let him through. A girl manned the high-tech reception. May I help you? The doctor ambled over. Be bold, he decided. Sir John Smith, scientific advisor to the Admiralty, at your service.